Bonjour, bonjour, mes rebelles intelligents. Ah, le 4-hour work week. Is it really working or is it a scam? It's a question that a lot of people ask. And one of the problems with the 4-hour work week is, well, a lot of people read it, but most people didn't meet anyone who really practiced the principles. And a lot of people also didn't see any proof that it can work, like no YouTube videos, no like articles or podcasts of people sharing their experience. And one of the reasons is like most of the people who practice the four work week principles, well, they don't tend to really share what they do. They don't care too much about that. They are they have a business and they just enjoy their life. They are not in the business or in the lifestyle of sharing that. That's why it's important to go to some events where you can meet people who really practice that. And of all the events where you can go, what else than the event of Tim Ferriss? Now, I have to say that Tim Ferriss doesn't do a lot of events. I mean, events that he organize himself because, well, it's a bit against his principles, right, of not working too much. But he did one in 2011 in California and I was there and it just so happened that a lot of people who went there well, were already practicing and usually having the lifestyle that is preaching is the four work week. And one of them, Phil, really, really, really blew my mind. Phil is in the lead industry and he was already in 2011 living the life. So I wanted to share his story with my French audience. And now, here it is for you, English speakers. Uh, so Phil, uh, can you briefly explain what is your company, what it does, and um, when did you start? Basically, I import LED lighting from China. Okay. And we bring it in to the US, to a warehouse, and then sell it out to customers who order online, just like any web shop. Okay. I started it eight years ago when I was still in high school. Wow. So in 2002. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. So how did you get the ID? Basically, just saw a good market. Had friends that wanted a few LEDs. Was putting LEDs on my car and saw maybe I could buy an LED for a dollar and sell it for five dollars, and then I could have money for movie theaters and, and food just to have some money in high school. And then uh, maybe one year later, two years later, I woke up one day. I was like, Wow, this is a real, a real business, and this can actually continue and, and I can expand it. So, okay, at the beginning, it was just for to give uh, to, to earn a little money. Yeah. So, how did you make the transition from just something to earn a little money from it's a real business and I have to, to see it that way? Yeah. Uh, how did you make this transition? What make, did you make this transition? It was all very gradual, just one step after another. And then, like I said, it's, it's not, I didn't plan it out to, to do that. So, I just wake up one day and it's like, wow, this is, this is a business. But I guess. You, one, some, some transition points were uh, thinking that uh, that you can turn this into a real business and, and it can support your life. You know, some people think, okay, you're gonna have to go get a job, and, but I, I realized that this can actually make enough money to support my lifestyle. Okay, so at the beginning, how, how much money did you make? Is it first year, maybe twenty thousand dollars, or maybe maybe eighteen thousand dollars or something. That's not bad for a student, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. You, you, were, you were happy. But when did it start to, to give you real money? And uh... Yeah, maybe after like three or four years. Okay. But at that time, I didn't have very many expenses. I mean, I was living at home and didn't have to buy much stuff. Okay.
So what was your strategies at the beginning to make you know your, your marketing technique? Can you share a little bit with that? Yeah, so I mean, for, for marketing in the beginning, the, the big thing that we did that worked really well was forum and message board. Okay. So we would go on car communities online and promote on there. We would become a member on there and sponsor them for a very inexpensive, maybe anywhere from $10 a month to $100 a month for some high-end ones. And we would be on there every day, interacting with the customer, with, the, with, the, with their members, talking about our products and saying, okay, if you want this LED, we can uh, give you ideas of how to install it and, and what to do. And that like, direct social interaction, this was before Facebook, uh, that really way before Facebook. That was really, really good. Yeah. Okay. So this is a follow-up that we can yeah, start after. It was only by word of pretty, pretty much by word of mouth. So everything now is, is we do really good customer service. People talk about us if something is defective or it doesn't work or they're not happy with it. We take care of it right away. We send them a replacement with no questions asked. For example, one guy yesterday he put in a negative review saying that the strip, uh, the LED strip that he purchased didn't work out and he had, had uh, maybe five replacements sent to him over the last year. So I saw the negative review and I called him right away and said, introduced myself saying, uh, I really apologize and that this strip is actually, this product is not really suitable. So we're working on a better one, but right now we don't have it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to refund their entire order. It was like $65 or something. So I refunded the entire order shipping, no questions asked, you can throw the product away. Wow. And he didn't ask for this, so he was really blown away. Cool, so okay, you think it is your key point? Yeah, the customer service. Yeah, okay. So I think you can learn a lot of things yeah. just yet. Okay, and so now, how many hours do you work per week on your business? It depends, Some, it's all fun to me. So this last few weeks, maybe, Four hours in the last few weeks total, but then sometimes I'll sit down and, and work on a crazy project and work 60 hours a week, but it's, okay. it's still fun. So, yeah, the, the general pattern is I'll work for uh, really intense for about a month, three weeks or something like that, and then take just disappear for two months and do nothing. <laughs> so, it's really it's a four hour with that. Yeah, exactly. You have the freedom to do what you want. Yeah. If you want to work, you work. If yeah. you don't want to work, you don't work. Yeah. That's awesome. And you can manage your company entirely on the internet, right? Pretty much. And you told me that you, you travel a lot. Yeah. So can you tell us how many countries you have been? I haven't counted, but at least 40 something. Wow. Eight years? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So what was your last countries? This year started out in, um, in Hong Kong for a few months to do business there. Mm -hmm. And then went to Hawaii for a quick quick break, back to Hong Kong, Hong Kong for a bit, uh, to Bali, uh, East Timor, which is an interesting place, wow. then back to Hawaii, uh, <laughs> to the US, to New York, to Antigua, which is in the Caribbean, sailed across the Atlantic for 45 days on a little sailboat. Wow. <laughs> and then... Uh, Did you have internet? No. So, 45 days, we internet? had 18 days with no internet, or no land, and then we had maybe a few days of internet, and then That's an awesome test to see if you, was, if your, man, your cool. company managed by itself. You, know? yeah. you didn't check your mail at all. No, I couldn't. No, I didn't. Wow. We got someone on the boat had a satellite phone, so we got news uh, that I think uh, Osama bin Laden got, got caught. Yeah. But that was the only thing we wouldn't know anything about the outside world. 
Awesome. And when you return back in the world, the company was still doing good. Yeah, yeah. maybe one of the best months ever, but <laughs> doing zero work. <laughs> so you were paid to go on vacation. Yeah, that's awesome. But it is a power of an automated business. Mm -hmm. uh, what is really amazing is you did that before the four-hour work week was corrected, right? Yeah. I, I had been working harder. I, I mean, not harder, but uh, spinning my wheels more before the four-hour work week. Yes. And that book really gave me the mindset that I don't have to go to the office every day. I don't have to do these these tasks that are not productive. Focus more on the productive 80-20. So you mean that before reading this book, you, you had the freedom but you didn't know it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it makes you conscious of the freedom you have. Exactly. Yeah. And it's at this time that you began to travel and... Uh... Yeah. Wow. So now I go into the office maybe for perhaps in Colorado and then also Hong Kong. So I go in maybe once a year to each one. <laughs> Once a year in the office, that's awesome. Wow. Um, and I, I think you, you do you speak with that about that? Because people you meet everywhere in the world, you tell us, tell them, sorry, uh, what you do. Yeah, pretty much. What is their reaction? They don't. They want to know how I do it. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people are jealous. Some people are think it's think it's a bad thing. Maybe they think that. You should work harder and work in the office, or they, they don't understand it somehow. Okay. Yeah, but for the most part, people people appreciate it and, and want to try and do it themselves. Do but they, they just don't know how, or they don't see uh, that it's possible. They don't see the right steps to or the mindset that you don't have to do these unproductive things. You uh, Maybe somebody has like a brick and mortar business, a physical business. They think they have to go to the office every day, but that's the way they've set it up. If they change it so that maybe they somebody else to take over, and then they manage that person remotely, that can certainly work. Okay, yes. Perhaps you should do a course about that. Yeah. How to set up an automatic business. You have, of course, a lot of experience. Of do you think about that? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> I think you will buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot of things to yeah. So, what is the gross revenue of your company right now? The revenue? Yeah. Uh, over a million dollars a year. Wow. It's awesome. been it's been pretty steady. We've um, I know every day pretty much. Okay, I can say on Tuesday how much the revenue will be, and it's it's like that every week. Okay. Wow. It's just basically based on the number of the, the traffic you get, and then there's a conversion rate. So you can pretty much predict what it will be. Okay. How many employees do you have? Uh, there's four people in the U.S. and then four people in Hong Kong. And it was hard for you to find these people? Uh, I mean, not that difficult. Okay. With internet, so is Usually just on Craigslist is, is the best way or local connections with people. And so did you set up process so they can manage a company entirely without you? Yeah. Everything is fully automated and just runs itself. So what you told me that uh, it depends you can work 60 hours a week if you want. What you what kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh, so developing new systems, new products, and new business development, basically. So if I disappeared now, it would continue running, but it would not. Uh, it would not grow like more. So I see. Did you read the Hemis book? Uh, it basically, the author is is great. He he, he explains that the difference between entrepreneurs and people that create their own jobs. Entrepreneur work on their company and people. 
people that pay their own uh, job create in the, uh, work in the company. Yeah, you work yeah. on the company, right? Yeah. You improve the process, you improve the, yeah. So, yeah, all the strategies, on, on, yeah. and then it's run automatically. Yeah. Email to revisit it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. very good. Yes. Yeah, very good. I think you are. And that's yeah. it's tricky to do. I'm struggling with that. I, yeah. The, the concept is to build these, these uh, business manuals and organization charts. Uh, but it's it's easier said than done. Yeah, so oh, it's a little boring to do, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. When you do all the process, yeah. that's so boring. And when you did it, it's done. You have to, you, have, you can ask your team to improve yeah. it. So basically, you don't have a lot of things to do after. And it's really something. A lot of entrepreneurs could do it actually, but they, they, they don't think that all the, the knowledge they have, they, they could put it on paper. So employees don't have to ask them each time they don't know something. Yeah. Yeah, and some entrepreneurs on vacation, they have to, to have their cell phone and they have to answer uh, a lot of time in the day just to ask basic questions and just uh, a piece of paper to answer. And th that's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. It's so simple though. Yeah. Exactly. So one of the models that's pretty good to emulate is the hotel business. Is what? The hotel business. Hotel business. So if you look at luxury resorts and hotels, they have these amazing manuals yeah. and, and it just runs itself. And just the, like a franchise. The, yeah, and the image revisited. Are you sure, guys, if you don't read this book to buy it? It was translated in French like uh, 20 years ago, and now it's not available. But you can read it in English. Uh, if you if you don't, well, uh, you it, perhaps it can be a book that you do first book in English, and I think you will learn a lot, lot of things. Uh, so, do you think that people can still today start an automated business in internet? Because it's of, of course you have a lot more competition than yeah. when you create it. Do you think there is still more place? There's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And so if you have to, if you have to start from scratch, to do it, what do you do? Start from scratch. Yeah. I might do things differently. I might not go with the physical warehouse. Right now I have a warehouse. I might consider trying to outsource that. Yeah, because in the former corporate team, Ferris uh, advocate uh, to not buy and sell the product itself, but to use uh, a manufacturer yeah. and just be like the commercial guy that put customers in the company relation. But you don't do that, you buy yourself. Yeah. Okay. So you, you will do like Tim Ferriss and okay? I might consider it. I mean, just because it's different than something I haven't tried. So it would be interesting to see how that works. And obviously there's pluses and minuses for each one. You can have more, more margin and more profit on the on the model of vertically expanding, so going all the way up to the customer with the warehouse and holding your own products, and then also on the other side, sourcing them and actually manufacturing them yourself. But then if you don't do that, you're not making as much money, uh, but then you can expand it more possibly. You can uh, scale it easier. And obviously you don't have the physical overhead. Yeah, it's just all bits and information. Yeah. And, um, uh, did you make any big mistake in your eight years? Nothing too big. I mean, I'm focused on just doing thousands and thousands of little risks and steps. Yeah. So, I mean, I bought $5,000 worth of a product that didn't sell. So I had to sell it at basic cost. I mean, it was a big waste of time, but it didn't lose that much. Okay. Yeah. But it's not, not a big mistake. I mean, I've had other mistakes of uh, getting carried away with contractors and engineers. <laughs> trying to design certain products and then they just waste a lot of money and then the project doesn't manage properly. Okay. So then it gets scrapped.
So what is your next project? Right now, uh, I'm just expanding uh, the business in Hong Kong, so focusing more on the manufacturing side of it. Yeah. Trying to control uh, the speed at which we create the product and the cost and the quality. I think if we control the quality, then the cost won't matter too much because we won't have as many defects and that just continues down the line. We have to pay someone to answer the phone when there's a defect, we have to pay somebody to ship it out and all that. So if we can have really good quality, then that will, even if it costs more, and then after that, um, we'll consider trying to expand the business into Europe. So thinking about England or France, oh. and that model can work pretty much anywhere. So perhaps soon, or a few months, we'll be able to yeah. buy you a DVD in French national market. Cool. <laughs> I will tell you guys, I will put a link uh, to uh, So, do you have an advice to, to give to people that want to create their own company right now? Something to help them start? There's, there's a few things. Uh, basically, yeah. uh, delivering value. Yes. So, the more value you give, that, that's more valuable, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you told us that for you, the, the big points, your big competitive advantage was the customer support, right? Uh, I don't know, do you have a tip for that? So to have good customer support for people? Just be human and, and imagine that, that you were giving giving service to yourself. I mean, how would you like to be treated? Yeah, it's it basic, but a lot of companies don't have a human support. I mean, even not a, a human marketing people, you know, they speak like no, the corporate way with words that nobody uses besides the corporate world, so that's so strange, rare. If you speak to people which the, the, the world every day, it's more easy to connect with them. What do you think? Yeah, I think also trust is, is an issue. A lot of people don't, they don't, they don't trust them. That the customer is saying the truth. So maybe the customer calls and says, "This product never arrived or it was broken." And maybe to them themselves, they would lie about something like that. Whereas they could just assume the customer is not lying and give them the benefit of the doubt and just say, "Okay, we're going to replace this." Okay, yeah. Assume that the customer will not lie because if the customer lie, you care because a lot, lot of customers will not lie. Yeah. It's something pleasant that I discovered that a lot of people are honest and they will not ask for a refund, most of them, uh, if they are. Right. Cool. So, can you give us a URL of your website? Yeah, osnium.com. O Z N I U. It doesn't mean anything, just a made up word. Great, so thank you, Phil. Great strategies on your history. Thank you to Brian You can see that it's possible to read a muse, to build an automatic business that uh, work for you and you don't, uh, you don't work for, 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 the, for them, that is uh, designed to give you the lifestyle that you want. Because Phil is a company. And you seem quite happy with it. Right? It's working well. Yeah, so thank you, Phil. And uh, see you next time. Well, 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 my intelligent rebels. Thank you for listening. You are still here, which means you are part of the 15%, the 10%, the 5%, maybe the 2% of people who manage to listen until the end. So you are part of the most motivated listeners. Thank you for this and congrats. Now, we would like to share the love about this podcast if you like it. 
If yes, feel free to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. It will mean the world for me because it will motivate me to continue to create content to help you create your own adventure in life. And it will help spread the word and reach more intelligent rebels and help them also create their own adventure in life. Thank you in advance if you do it and see you soon. Bye-bye.